Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, guys, my name is Miles Wood Boyer and you have, uh, you've stumbled into the Photographic Collective podcast. Um, I've got a really cool guest with me today and I'm really excited to, uh, to bring her in and talk all about how she checked me right before we even started recording on the fact that I already need to change the name of my podcast. So I think we're shifting that she's, uh, she's, she's just brilliant. And, and so you guys, I'm, I'm really excited to, I don't know, to get her involved and hear more about her story. But first, hey, uh, the purpose of this podcast is really three things. And so if you're here, you already are a part of the first one. The first thing is just up-leveling your business, changing your mindset, growing who you are as a person, and then secondly, passing that on to your clients as quickly as possible via your client experience and the way that you serve, the way that you love, just the way that you view the value in your art. And then third is all about building community, just bringing like-minded, positive people in that can do something bold when we act together. So that kind of brings us into uh, to today's guest. I'm really excited about this one. I, um, I say that about everyone, but this guest is different for me because I don't know her super well. And so this is going to be a really cool opportunity for me to get to know her. Um, I have Petronella, uh, Lu, help me, Lugimwa. Yeah. yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. Um, hey, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, okay. So Petronella, if, if somebody doesn't know who you are, uh, first things first, they're living under a rock because you are like scaling. Like you just, you popped up out of nowhere and all of a sudden you are actually everywhere. But can you tell us a little bit about like where you are and who you are? Yes. Yeah, so I am Petronella Gemwa. I am in the New York area. I claim New York, but I actually live in Jersey, New Jersey, 20 minutes outside of New York. Um, I am a storyteller, educator, creative director of Petronella Photography, which is a photography studio that specializes in helping multicultural couples celebrate their love in a modern way. So in a nutshell. <laughs> Whoa, that was so practiced. I want to be like half as refined as you when I grow up. Um, she, guys, I'm, I'm almost positive she has a, a teleprompter right over her her computer for that. No, that was that was all that was all fluid. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Well, you're better at this than I am, but that's okay. Um, okay. Well, so here's why uh, here's why I really wanted to have this chat with you. I feel like there is a number of things about who you are, um, at least from a marketing perspective. And like I said, I, I don't know you great, but I, but I want to. There's a number of things about who you are that are so powerfully relevant to the world that we're in right now. And it's something that is shifting in like a really healthy way, like in a really good way. And, and you're just speaking to that in this art artistic, um, artistic perspective that's really beautiful. So you say that you are, you, you called yourself a storyteller. So what, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to be a storyteller? It's like bringing people, it's bringing legacy and personality and who somebody is through story, that, bringing that to life. Mm, I love that. So how, how involved are you in that process? Like, do you, do you feel like it's your job to just document story or do you help retell it? I help. Re oh my God. So first of all, stories are, oh, it's so magical. It's so, um, and the nerdy side of me is going to mention that stories have an ability to light up a part of the brain that no other form of communication can light up. Okay, slow down. Don't don't skip past that. Keep keep going with that because that's that's a really powerful. You can't just say that statement and keep floating. What does that mean? It's just a great way to communicate things to people. Like 
story, you know, like history and culture and who somebody is. And I, I actually hope we get to this, but I'd love to tell the audience, your audience a story about yourself. Um, but I think it just allows people to really understand, under, yeah, understand culture and tradition and personalities even better. Yeah. Okay. So let's remove the camera then from you. Let's <laughs> okay. take it away. And, and any other art medium, like no, no, nothing in your hands at all. Mm -hmm. Back us up to when you fell in love with, with other people's stories. Mm. Um, so in transfer, my, my sister, I uh, used to work in Hollywood. <laughs> so of course, Hollywood is all about telling stories. Um, but I think it was there that I started to learn about there. There's like a structure of how to tell a good story. So it started there. Um, and oh, I'm feeling nervous. Oh, it's gonna, okay. 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 <laughs> let's go. Let's just dig yeah. in, girl. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, I think it started there and seeing that stories are super, super powerful and have a way to shape the narrative about everything in life. Um, and I think I started to ask myself, why are some stories told? Why are some stories hidden or diminished, especially in Hollywood? Um, and so that sort of was like, a, hmm, what's going on here? Um, and then I was going through my own transition. I was born in Uganda, grew up in Zimbabwe, and moved to Birmingham, Alabama when I was 10 years old you know, really crazy cultural shock and everything. But I hit a part of my story to make people feel comfortable. And I put out a story in this world of, hey, just a black girl, just like you. Everything's great over here, you know, and it made people super comfortable and okay. Um, but as I started seeing the stories that were being told in Hollywood, trying to, you know, just some stories are told, some aren't, and what that does to people when certain stories are out there and certain stories aren't there. Um, that's just fascinating to me. So started. Yeah. Okay. Such an incredible perspective. And the reason I ask you this, and, uh, and guys, also, everybody that's listening, I mean, if you haven't heard any of the other episodes, you know that I love to, I love to get deep pretty quick. Um, this, this podcast is totally self-serving, Petronella. I just so that you know, like, I, I, I want to learn these lessons. Um, and, uh, and so I wanted to have that chat with you because story is so important to me, but I'm learning, um, the older I get, the longer that I do this, I'm learning how easy it is to tell one side of a story. Um, like it's, it's, it's so easy to just have that one perspective, just the one angle that your camera hangs to, to be the, the six foot one, 35 year old white dude in the room where all of my images come from that angle, that perspective, that, that level of informed knowledge. And, and what I've learned over the, the course of the last couple of years really is that I can make art out of a very small portion of a very important story, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually telling the story. And I think that there's something really valuable about what you just said in the sense that you had to recognize this, your own story before you could really start doing anybody else's justice. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I had to dig deep in whew, my story. Why am I not sharing parts of my story with the world? And yeah. 
Okay, so do I get to ask you that then? So what what it, what are these parts of your story that that like you shut away? And then maybe the 2.0 of that before, so that I'm not just like laying you down on Dr. Phil's couch and asking you hard <laughs> questions, but like how has how has coming to the realization of of those parts of your story then informed your ability to like empathize with other people? Oh man. Um Wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So what what are these parts of the story that were so hard for you to wrap your mind around of your story? Yeah. So um, I'm Ugandan and I'm in a small part of, yeah, you, you're familiar with Uganda. Yeah. Um, in the South, like being from Uganda, like, I don't know. I think what's in this, the stories about what Uganda is about is about poor people, fights, arguments, wars, those are the stories that are being told, but, um, or even like, you know, uh, the, the political elements, the, the, the politicized stories. Yeah. And education's not that great. And like, it just does it's the story sort of like things aren't that great. And mm-hmm. maybe someone from this part of the world and this type of culture and the way they celebrate and the fact that I drink tea 50 times a day. <laughs> like all of these parts are kind of like, eh, that's not, it's not cool. It's not interesting or the types of foods and how they're eaten. All those things aren't cool. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so you, you start to wrap yourself, your mind around what I'm assuming you were relatively young, right? What, what, uh, like teenage, late teenage years, you start to, well, you start to wrap your mind around the fact that there's, there are some really beautiful elements though, to this story, right? There are some things that have really in, engaged and informed who you are as a person. Yeah. So culturally then what, what is it that you've taken with you? In terms of how I share my story? Yeah. That it's okay. Like, you know, Miles, you haven't seen, but I, I can wear my hair any kind of way and it's beautiful the mm-hmm. way it is. Yeah. Um, that the foods that I eat, that the way we have a wedding, a Kwanjala, how it's celebrated, the negotiations that go back and forth, um, the language, which is, <laughs> it's, it's melodic. It's beautiful. Like all, all those parts are really, really beautiful. Um, and they make me who I am. And that's, that's super beautiful. And yeah, mm, that's okay. cool. So there's okay. no need to hide those parts. Yeah, well, other people feel comfortable. Like when you walk in a room, um, my my accent can change sometimes depending on the person. Yeah. But that's that's really cool. That's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually think that's really powerful. The, the reason I'm asking is because I think um, I think that this is actually a fairly universal thing that that people go through. At least the the more uh, the more people that I either interview or just spend time in community with, the more I realize that you went through this process on maybe this fairly grand scale, obviously moving continents, right? And changing not just cultural perspectives, but literally absorbing into a different worldview, which is a, that's a whole other conversation. We could go there, but, mm-hmm. but I think that um, eventually most of us, artists especially, most of us go through this maturation of our story where the parts of ourselves that we've hidden, uh, whether that's, you know, that I was sort of like a nerdy, not very popular kid growing up in a 90% Hispanic area 
And I couldn't wait to get out, but I didn't know why I couldn't wait to get out until I got out. And suddenly I was able to look back and realize like, man, there are some really beautiful things that informed who I am and how I grow up, the, the way that I see culture, the way that I um, integrate into things that are not necessarily my heritage, but still something that I can appreciate intimately. Like those are all things that have, have informed me. So here's where I want to I ask though, because I'm always curious about this. How in the heck did you end up a wedding photographer? Where, where did those lines come together for you? It didn't. This was very, very random. So, um, oh, there's something beautiful that you said to we'll probably get, get back to it. Um, as an immigrant, like most immigrant children know, you come to America, it's all about get your education, make it, make it, make it. That's like, that's it. So there are four professions which are acceptable, lawyer, doctor, accountant, engineer. So I was like, all right, you know, parents every day are like, get this education. So I got an engineering degree, chemical engineering. Okay. Did parents were like, you know, loved it. I knew kind of had a plan for it. Um, and then of course the parents are like, no, time for the graduate degree. And I'm like, okay. So I went, got my business degree, um, went into brand management, consumer goods, Advil, Johnson and Johnson, all that. Cause I was like, oh, I still wanted to be relatable to people. Um, and it was there that I always sort of had picked up my dad's camera and it was my way of expressing the things that I saw and like everything. Um, and I want to say one of my teammates on Advil team was like, oh, we're getting married in Mexico. Come out, shoot our wedding. And I was like, are you sure? I've never done this. And they're like, we've seen your work here and there. And so, you know, applied the same approach as I had learned analytically and, you know, shot it and it got published. And I was like, oh, this lights me up like nothing else. And, you know, how can we make this a thing? So short story, how I got mm. there. <laughs> okay. I, I love, first thing, let me like slow down enough to say, I, I knew just from having been around you a little bit that you were brilliant, but it sort of makes sense now. Um, well, I mean, come on, like you just, you just have this air of confidence to, to who you are intellectually. That's really, really uh, powerful. It's really attractive. Like it's, it's really sort of magnetic to be around that in a, in an artist just in general. Um, okay. So so you stumble, essentially stumble into this part of your career that was not a part of your parents' plan for your life. Or, and again, like to go back, not really a part of like the worldview that you had sort of like sucked into, right? How, how hard was that for you? Again, it's like a, new, a brand new chapter to your story. So how hard was that for you to absorb that into, into who you were, were becoming? Oh, Miles. Um, okay. This is good, girl. This is why, like, this is why this stuff matters. This is why this stuff hits people because I know, I guys, know. If you're not over on YouTube right now and you can't see it, um, Petronella has a big heart, y'all. A big, big heart. So take no. your time. No, I think. Um, the basic thing is I had a story of who I should be and who I should and what I should do to make things work. And uh, 
becoming an artist and throwing away that engineering degree, the business degrees. Um, it was really hard. Oh my God, I did not expect this. Um, yeah, it was just hard to transition and do that. And even on top of that, to stand for multicultural stories and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And yeah, so I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> in, in, in more ways than one, yes. So, okay, but let me, let me encourage you then maybe, or maybe you need to hear, hear somebody say this to you. You didn't throw those degrees away. Right, you've taken, and you know that inherently, you know that, but you've taken every piece of that education, every piece of the work that you put into those degrees, like all of the ethic that was formed. It may not be the actual practice of using those degrees, but you took every piece of that into into who you are. So, so then let's let's jump forward then, and we'll, we'll end up coming back. But let's jump forward because how proud then does your family have to be to see you? you know, burn it, burn it to the stake, everything that you were supposed to become. But now here you are, you're a member of at least, I mean, I'll say it, I think the most talented group of, of, uh, you know, endorsed photographers that I've ever been exposed to. You're on the Fujifilm team. Uh, and not just a part of it. Like you're a, you're a mat, you're a major player on, on that team. Um, and a big connector, uh, which is which is a really cool thing to see. Your your company has scaled. You said you're an educator as well, which I want to hear all about that. You you've made it work, right? Like you you went ahead and just wrote freehand that next chapter of your story, but but you've you've made it work. Yeah. So so, so does it feel like does it feel like you're onto something right now? Like does it feel like you've like okay, all this pain, all this angst, all this anxiety and now you do you kind of know where you're headed i'm getting there yeah <laughs> it feels better definitely so grateful to be part of the fuji film team and um to get that validation to have because of course to yeah for family and friends and everyone else who is like why are you doing this and where is this going and um even people why are you specifically niching down like is it going to you know, pigeonhole you, is, is it going to work? And what does this all mean um, to see that? Oh my gosh, it's getting traction and excitement. That's, that's super exciting. So. Well, okay. So I want to, I want to ask you then I'm, I haven't left the last talk track at all. I just was giving you a hot minute to sort of like catch your breath. <laughs> so yeah. you, you now pour your life, your total, your life. I mean, literally your Instagram handle says that you, that you shoot multicultural weddings. So you, you now pour your whole life into people who may be living a similar experience to, to what you have, right? What, what is it about that empathetic connection that, that makes you feel like you, you can do it justice? Yeah. So it, it again, goes back to stories in that, um, I believe stories can heal the world and connect people. And you said something earlier about how everyone has a similar journey in terms of figuring themselves out and their process. And I believe that. I believe that they're universal concepts and stories that are going to connect people despite their differences. So the concept of love, everyone understands love. Yes, people might look different. They might celebrate it differently. But um, I've received people have reached out to me and been like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, 
let's say China, like I'll give one, the Nigerian Muslim Jewish wedding. Oh my gosh. Like I have no connection to these cultures. I even had my own stories about what they're like, but to see these two people come together in love, I get that. And that opens up my heart just a little bit to who these people are, even though they're completely different than me. So this comes a little bit from a place of pain because I was never like, I never had that space to express who I was when I was, you know, in high school and younger. And so um, it's an opportunity to be like, hey guys, we can still bond and we can still heal together through these, you know, like community celebration. Like it doesn't matter who you are, you still get what that is, even though, does that, yeah. Yeah, it's it it's taking on a lot of weight on your shoulders to try and be a safe place for other people though. Do you ever feel that? I mean, you're 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 opening up this opportunity for people who may they may not have the sense of self yet to understand that they are on the backside of that journey or that maybe, you know, by being in a Nigerian Muslim Jewish wedding, you know, they I would assume that those people absolutely know that they're crossing so many cultural barriers, but to be a sense of security for them in that, is that how, how does that play on you? Is that hard for you? Or is that something that's just like your heart is huge and you just take it on? Uh, (laughs) um, I think I just get it because I have been in that and I've navigated it myself. And I think sometimes it's really as simple as just being like, it's okay to do things your way and be yourself. That's all. Like, it's like most people are like, no, 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 you can't do that. It has to fit this. What about this mold? You're trying to do this. No, 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 no. And I'm just like, why not? Let's see. Let's go there. Let's see what happens if we try it, you know? Um, mm, yeah. And sometimes that. it's bridging, being the connection and being like, okay, I know this isn't what's important to you. Let's, have this conversation with your parents or, you know, who might be like, this is not what I saw for you, or this is not what I, yeah. Okay. So, man, I, 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 like, I'm, I'm feeling this along with you right now. So, so I just want to ask you then, and I don't know if this will reach anybody directly, but I I sure hope it will. If, If nothing else, it'll educate people on, on maybe a different perspective. But you mentioned that that you know I I you you quoted me right that there's sort of like this universal maturation like there's just this this there's this instinct I think a lot of us have to become a herd in our adolescence like just absorb into whoever it is around you that seems as though they're doing it the best mm-hmm. and um, and avoid whatever little parts of yourself are odd or don't seem like they fit with that for as long as possible. And then eventually you'll come to terms with it, right? Sadly, I don't think a lot of us ever do. But so what what advice, I guess, would you have for, you know, the the 15 year old homosexual kid living in Brooklyn that's scared or the, uh, you know, the Chinese immigrant that's living in Kansas City, right? That's like trying to figure out like, if these are fairly universal things, these kind of coming of age stories, and you love stories so much, how would you, how would you advise or help people to sort of like embrace who they are? 
Yeah. So I'd say two things. I would say it's a responsibility for you and I to share those stories so that people like that, when they see those stories, they feel okay. Um, Oh my gosh. But I would say for someone like that, having been through the journey, I was, God, there is beauty in being different. Woo. It is great. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a hard, terrible journey. That. But when you just embrace it, when you, it, like, that's why people love you because of the differences. The sameness is great, but it's the differences that make you so beautiful, that make you so attractive and awesome. And, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So two part, you and I need to share those stories more so that people have that space to say, okay, I can step out and, you know, but also, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a hard thing though. And, and I've been the first to admit this on a number of, you know, either podcasts that I've recorded on or, or conferences that I've spoken at. Instinctually photographers tend to run this, um, this sort of creative dichotomy between hiding behind our camera and using our camera. Mm. Often, often we use the camera to tell the stories of the people in front of us. And so we, we do that in really uh, creative ways frequently, usually ignorant to our own bias. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing, guys. I mean, as long as, you, as long as you are attempting to be less ignorant on a day-to-day basis, like you can't, it, you, you're going to bring in your own short, shortcomings. I mean, it sort of is what it is there. Um, oh, wait, did I lose you? Oh, wait, no, you're here. You're here. Okay. I'm Is sorry. Yes. No, I got it. I'm sorry. I just saw a text from you. Um, okay. So talk try. If I, if I lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry, everybody. So the, I guess the, my point is often what we don't grasp though, is the way that we hide behind our cameras. Like we, we feel um, it's that like pulpit mentality. We feel safe on our side of the camera and we don't feel seen um, how, how do you navigate that? Like, because I was, I was struck. I, I, I love this, but I was struck while, while we were in Vegas together and you kind of come around the corner for the first time. And of course, girl, I know exactly who you are, but you come around the corner and you are a foot shorter than I thought you were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe just cause I look up to you a lot, but you were like, you're this little bitty firecracker and you come around the corner with a big old smile you just have they have this air of confidence to you. So what is it what is it like for you to try and encourage people to not hide behind who they are? Because you clearly have I, I don't want to say you don't struggle with that, but I you you've beaten that. Like you're okay with who you are. No. No. Okay. I'm shocked by what you said because I'm like the epitome of that. There's a reason why I'm behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that is, in fact, that's even this week, I just was talking to my friend and where he's providing a great space for me to begin to show different parts of myself. So, um, oh my gosh, I am shocked by what you said. Thank you so much. Um, Maybe it's a facade I put on, but it's, it's a struggle and a journey for me every single day. Yeah. Even this podcast, as you were like, let's reach out and talk about you. I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, is that helpful? Yeah. I, I think, 
I think any any conversation along those lines is just something that people can can soak up, can absorb. Mm. I I want uh, I want people as they listen to this podcast to understand that the the names that that we know, right? And often I've said this a lot as well. Often the names that we don't know, or the names that we don't know yet, right? Like people that are maybe kind of on their own come up or people that are taking their own perspective or their own angle, like maybe they never become famous, mm-hmm. but the stories that they tell, oh my gosh, like the way that tell the- and who you are, all of that matters. You said something that actually encouraged me last year. And um, I think Stacy had even brought it up that it was something along the lines, like, even if it's a whisper, somebody will hear it and somebody will, and it will matter to them. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And, and there's sort of a 2.0 to that. I've said that a number of times in, in different things, but I've, I've said often people remember a whisper more than they remember a yell. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so easy to dismiss being yelled at because it's so abrasive. Um, but it's, it's nearly impossible to get a whisper, whether it is truth or a lie, it's almost impossible to get it out of your head. So we have to be so careful when we, when we talk intentionally, when we speak quietly, and when we speak with, with any level of purpose, we have to be so careful to speak truth um, because it's going to get inside people's heads. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, you could, you could easily be we this podcast being a perfect example. We could easily be the reason why somebody, you know, leaves their nine to five, leaves a job that they can't stand, leaves a, the confines of a of of a career that's unfulfilling, leaves a community full of people that don't support them, leaves a a toxic relationship. Like whatever it is, we could be the catalyst to people absorbing and finding their dreams, or we could easily be the catalyst to where we encourage people to move too quick and too brashly and they completely ruin their lives. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of responsibility to being a, a podcaster. It's an interesting thing. I think maybe, maybe I'm the only one that feels I like, I, I feel it deeply. So that's why I'm trying to put, put you in this position to like show, yeah, show your heart. Yeah. We're in this together and it's, yeah. Who you are, what, what you stand for, all of that matters and it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So share, share for me really quick, just, um, and guys, if you're listening to this, I gave Petronella, literally, I gave her no talk points about where we were headed with this other than just, Hey, if you love story, let's lean in on story. Um, so this is all just, uh, just stream of consciousness. This is us just moving. Tell me a story about, one of your couples and, and who they are and why it affected you deeply. Mm. Gosh, so, so many. And I still remind me, I still need to tell one about you. Um, this is an upcoming couple. I just booked. And I always start off with like, how did you meet? And um, they met online and, one of them had posted a story. I just posted these silly pictures, which captivated the other person. I'm going to keep, try to keep it as. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the reason why they connected is, so it's an Indian, Jewish, Caucasian couple. And she said they went over to her 
um, they went over to the Indian partner's um, home and she had always known how to, she knows how to be her white self and make herself comfortable for, you know, certain environments, but she also knows how she is at home. And she'd always learned that, um, she had learned that who she was was for private, like her Indian part was for private. Mm. And so when she brought this partner over and the partner was, you know, she was like, let's eat food with forks and knives. But she knows they usually eat with their fingers and it's family style. Yeah. Um, and her partner was just sort of like, I want, I want all of it. Let's, let's, I want to see all of it. I want to be. And that for her was very scary to navigate because she had actually never done that in front of anyone who wasn't of her culture. Um, so that, oh God, I cannot wait to share that story. So they shared with me that they are foodies and um, food is going to be a big part of their wedding. And so for me as a photographer, as I'm shooting, I'm going to look for those moments where they're eating food, the moments like, let's say they reach for food because it's a family style um, wedding celebration, if they touch and how they interact, like I, that's the story. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, that's the personification of that. That just meant so much to them. So whew. yeah, there's, there's a lot of beautiful juiciness in there and even how their cultures meld together and the different sides of the family and how they come together and how they view this union. Like ooh, all those stories. So. Damn, that's so good. So this is so unique. I think that, I think a lot of people that are listening to this may have never even considered this as, you know, we always talk about niching down, right? Well, it's like, you know, oh, if you're shooting, you know, families, babies, weddings, maternities, bat mitzvahs, it, it might be time to pick one. But what's fascinating to me about your work is that you have really clamped down this idea of like, I don't care if if you are, you know, green, purple, or, or blue, it doesn't matter to me what planet you started. Mm-hmm. The, your clientele are people that are in love. And I love that you say multicultural, but frequently I look at your, at your clients and they, they, they are same cultural. But what I adore about the way that you speak to people is the fact that you give people space to be individuals, whether or not they come from the same cultures or not. You give people space to say, hey, you and your partner are not the same people. Mm-hmm. And you're coming together in a way that will unite you. But even after this marriage, you are not the same people. And so finding ways to tell that story is just, it's, it's powerful. It's something that we all, like everybody that shoots weddings needs to grasp. Because often I think people will hear this and will say, well, I live in an area where maybe there isn't as much diversity or there isn't as many cultural opportunities. But if there are two people in a marriage, there are two stories. And if you aren't digging into what those two stories are, um, yeah, sidebar here, I was, uh, I was on a long run yesterday while my kid was at his basketball practice. And I ran through a neighborhood um, that I know relatively well. I just know the streets well. But um, it's always sort of struck me. It's a very Indian neighborhood where I, where I live is, um, is, is really unique because I still live in the, in the South, but because Walmart pulls people in from all over the world, there's a lot of cultural diversity, but it naturally segregates because a lot of people are immigrants. And so they, they kind of find their own communities, right? Now I'm running through this neighborhood that's like very, um, very Indian rich in general. And there's these three little boys playing on the corner. It's like right at sunset last night. There's these three little boys playing on the corner and they all have socks on and sandals on. 
Um, and they're all kicking their sandals as far as they can. Like they're playing like a game, like to see who can kick their sandals the furthest. And it was just this funny moment to me as I kind of run around a corner being like, man, that, that silly little game, there was so much security in it because that's not something that you would typically see a, a little, you know, like a little white kid doing in his, in his Air Jordans, right? Like that's not, culturally, that's not, that's not something that you would see in another neighborhood. But these three little boys had found security in playing a game that made sense to them because... It's a part of their culture that they, that they they were all, you know, they were lounging around the house. They're hanging out. They all had socks and sandals on. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those stories that you talk about. That's like those little boys grow up and they end up grooms. And, and they take those stories. They take those little moments where they, they grew up kicking their sandals as far as they could. They take that into their marriage. It's, it's pretty powerful as a photographer that you, you try as hard as you can to allow people to feel safe in that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, um, I guess as I think about takeaways for anyone else is just like what you do as a podcaster, it's just asking questions like, who are you? What matters to you? Like, um, you know, who, who, who matters to you? Like who in your life, why do they matter? And as you listen, you start to get those stories and you start to understand people in the different layers. And they just, you know, I think it's just, I think, um, and I was this person when I first started, when you start out and you maybe see the magazines and, you know, you want to get published and all of this, you have an idea of the story you want to tell about somebody's wedding because you're trying to get it published and you're like, we got to have it look like this. And so you come from a very like, I'm going to tell you what your story is. Um, But I would encourage people and where I am now is more like, okay, who are you and what's going to happen and how's it going to unfold and how can I document that versus come in with like a, I have to have that like mountain shot with the view coming in and you need to fit into this story of the, you know, the image that I want you to have. Does that Oh man, yeah. I, I think I think what's what's changing with the there. world. I can say that. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Oh my gosh, I think we all fall into that. I, I think the way the world is changing really beautifully right now. It's it's maybe slower than we would hope, but I think that fast change is scary change. And so, I, I think a slow change is something that that we can hold on to, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But I think we're starting to say, and by we, I mean the the photography community, are starting to be able to say to the style me pretties, to the June bugs, to the knots. This is why this should be important to you. Instead of for years, it's been the other way around. It's been like, well, we need you to shoot editorial work. And and your job is to try and fit onto the page. And the industry is shifting and saying like, no, 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 no. This is the problem because then people who don't have those certain stories are like, I guess I don't matter Mm -hmm. because that story is not being told. Yeah. Sorry. No, I love that. Well, it's one reason why I've used my, I'm like one of the last wedding bloggers, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm holding on for dear life here, but it's one reason why I've used my blog for 10 years now to tell the stories of the people that hire me. Um, because often those stories don't get told elsewhere and, and that's okay though. And I tell a lot of my couples like, Hey, if you don't, if you don't show up on my social media, it's not, it's not a knock. It's not like, I'm not going to post every photo of every couple. Um, 
And when you do show up on my social media, it's not a compliment. It's just that it fit. But, but the, the blog is where I get to tell your story. It's where I get to interact and I get to say, you know, here's why, here's why I was here. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I don't feel like I need to ask Mark Zuckerberg's permission on my blog. Right. I don't need, I don't need an algorithm to tell me what is valuable and the people are valuable. Um, and if nobody ever sees it, if nobody finds this podcast, if, if nobody hears this podcast, it doesn't devalue it. It just means that it wasn't heard. And fortunately the world is changing in a direction right now. That's why I wanted to talk to you where we're becoming more and more interested in the stories that aren't heard. Mm. Um, and, and maybe actually two point out of that, maybe even more importantly, we're becoming more and more interested in the stories that were told wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Ooh, let's say you do wow, this. Hold on. That was, that's so big because, oh my gosh, legacies are built off stories, you know? Oh, this another side part. Yeah. It's so important, you know? Yeah. Okay. So what's your legacy? Oh, what's my legacy? I, I, let me let me go deeper there. Somebody asked me this the other day um, on another podcast that I that I was actually guesting on, um, and they said, "Okay, so when you when you die, which is a weird a weird way to start a question, but when you die, what do you hope people say about you?" And I think I caught them off guard because I said, "I genuinely hope," and I, I'm serious when I say this. I genuinely hope that my photography isn't even in the top five things that people say about me. Hmm. And with that, let, let me tell the audience a story about you. So we did not know each other. We did meet at um, WPPI in Las Vegas. So I kind of, I know the Instagram miles and that's the story I had. of <laughs> S- Selfie miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a particular thing that allowed me to get to know you better is I, we were mentoring different students um, and I think you had one student and I think, I forget it was he or she wanted to photograph a specific person or a group of people, but you didn't know who they were. And you actually, and then you asked those people, hey, can we photograph you? And they were like, yes, but for a hundred dollars. And you were like, you gave them a hundred dollars to make that happen. And for me, I was like, I was like, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but what does that say? What does that story say about Miles and who he is and what? And it just, ah, just like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And the thing is, no one was around there. Like, no one was, like, the story could have been hidden and no one would have ever known. But that's who you are. And that's the story that yours from now, you know, with your kids, I hope if they're like, well, who was my dad? Well, you know, what was he like? That's the story that I would want to tell them about you that, you know, gives you perspective into your personality. I don't know. Just, yeah. So that's, that's part of your legacy, I guess, back to the, yeah, that you did that. I'm like, you paid somebody a hundred dollars off the street for a photo, for a mentor. Like that's part of your legacy. Yeah. And that's, again, has nothing to do with photos, but it says something about you. So I should be more careful with how I spend my money. Uh, okay. So, 
<laughs> so you deflected though. We're here to talk about you right now and not how I, yeah. Anyway, I, thanks for not telling the actual, okay guys, the actual story is there were two Vegas showgirls that had just gotten off of the, uh, out of show and we paid them to be a part of this super creative. It was actually one of my favorite photos that came out of that mentoring session. But I, I, we had an opportunity to just pour into this guy and, uh, and sort of change his perspective on how he was creating and what he was creating. And to be completely honest, he was um, unintentionally, maybe, uh, though that's not an excuse, sort of objectifying the subjects that were in front of him. And so I took the opportunity to literally pay probably the most easily objectified group of people that I could on the street and create art out of them um, and show him that like, there's, there's so much more depth here than you're seeing. And so like, let's go deeper. But in order to ask them to be a part of this with us, this, this process with us, Let's make it valuable for them too. So anyway, that that was the 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 depth there. Um, but do you hear the story? Like, yeah, you might not see it, but as listeners, we have just gotten a glimpse into who you are as a person, and that's why story matters. Like, yeah. Okay. So, but I was asking about you. Right. <laughs> you just flip me. If this is my podcast. You start your own. <laughs> um, yeah, but I want to. I want to know from you though. Like, I want to know. I want to know your, like I said, what's your legacy? Like, where are you, where do you want this to go? Yeah. If it was even, if I even help one or two people feel more comfortable to step up and be seen, man, that would be like, if, yeah, if that was one person came up and said, Hey, I never would have until I read the story or I saw the story or, Petronella created a space for me to do that. That's like the biggest compliment. So that's what I would hope my legacy would be. Mm. See, I love that. I, um, at that same trip that we were just talking about, see, I had an opportunity to kind of watch you work as well, which was, which was really fun for me. And, and guys that are listening, what, what we did, uh, Fujifilm brought us in, um, just a couple of us. There wasn't a huge team. They brought a couple of us in to do what they do best, which is basically to break culture and say, like, while everybody else is hawking cameras, let's create experience. And um, and so they they brought us in and they tasked us with this huge this huge goal of saying, like, hey, we're going to give you completely random strangers with no concept of how they shoot or who they shoot or even who they are. And we're going to um, basically ask you guys to compete against each other, but in a really lighthearted way to see who can help their stranger make the best photography. It was the, it was the coolest process, but, um, but this, this moment stuck out for me. Um, I could see you shooting at one point. I don't know if you knew that, but we were, we were, we were kind of going at the same time and I could sort of see where you were, see what you were shooting. And photographers, we all know, like you can, you can visualize somebody else's, if you can't, maybe you're not quite there yet, but typically you can visualize somebody else's composition by just sort of knowing the gear that they're in and the angle that they're at. And I knew it was going to be a good shot, but Ben Hartley was following me around, right? He was doing a bunch of behind the scenes photos and, and, uh, and video. Ben's a good friend and, and just a good dude. And I watched him see what I was watching. Cause I kind of stepped back and I was watching you and he just wandered off and I'm like, did Ben, did Ben just leave me 
to go hang out with Patrick. And yes, he did. He went, he went to go watch you shoot. And I remember him coming back and saying like, okay, everybody's got some cool ideas. There's some really neat stuff being made right now, but Petronella's onto something. There's something really cool happening. Um, and I ended up really having to ramp up what I was doing in order to beat you in that round. So anyway, yeah. that's the, uh, there's the, yeah. yeah, but, but the, the truth was, uh, it was, it's just special for me to be able to see you work, to, to see your name pop up over and over again in my community is really, um, is really valuable. Um, and it's sort of in our community, right. It's, it's neat to see you become such a big, a big part of this. And, and I, and you just shot Fred's wedding, right? Oh yeah, Fuji Fred. Yeah. <sighs> so cool. Um, okay, so guys, this has been, uh, it's probably been a little bit more emotionally taxing than I assumed that it would be. Um, but but I wanna I wanna ask you maybe maybe two more questions. Um as a storyteller, as an artist, as um as a woman. Um, what is it that you wish people would take the time to know about who you are? Mm. Oh my gosh. Uh, not just a black woman. <laughs> there's layers. There's layers. Yeah. Oh, that's a deep question. It's a great. Um, Oh yeah, there's so many. Yeah, like I'm, I'm nerdy. I'm silly. I'm terribly shy. Um, oh, I love getting to know people and who they are. Um, I'm Ugandan. I'm fiercely proud of that. Oh my gosh. I yeah, yeah. I have family that I absolutely adore. Um, super sensitive. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would want to know. I nope. genuinely love hearing and telling stories like eat it up. So yeah. And I want to know your story. Well, the, yeah. the reason that I ask that is because I kind of skipped right past this point because I wanted to kind of bring it home here at the end. Mm -hmm. But I think what's special about you as an artist and a creator and just a, a person in this industry right now is that you are looking at people with their own individual stories. And, and I, I mentioned that earlier, right? But it, you, you have this eloquent way of saying that you shoot multicultural weddings, but the reality is that you just see individuals and you allow them to bring their cultures into that relationship. And I think what's really beautiful is that what you just said you wish people knew about you is that you're an individual too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that yes. aside from being a woman or a black woman or a Ugandan or whatever, aside from all of these elements that may make up what is evident about you, mm -hmm. you're an individual as well. Mm -hmm. If we could only grasp that, like if that was the only takeaway from an hour long podcast that to mm -hmm. say that whether you're a photographer or a videographer uh, or a graphic designer or whatever, whatever reason you stumbled into this podcast, there is so much value and so much beauty and so much purpose in you realizing that 
for all of the ways that you come together with a community around you, you have to be an individual first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that allows you to appreciate other people's individualism, right? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Hey, we cried. Hey, I, I will tell you this. Um, last, last week's episode with, uh, with Allison Coughlin, she cried too. So you're not the first. Oh, um, <laughs> Miles with the like, <laughs> um, Petronella, I'm so grateful that you, that you joined me on here, that you were so transparent. It means absolutely means the world to me. It says a lot about who you are as a person that you feel so deeply. So thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for creating the space to go there and explore and all of that. And um, for your heart, for really providing a platform to show people that there's more than just the technical aspects of photography, but that all this other stuff can really shape what they do. So, yeah. Yeah. We didn't even ask that. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is I don't, um, I don't care what camera you shoot. Does that, make, does that sound bad? But I don't. I really don't. It doesn't matter I to me. I feel you. I feel you times a thousand. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I don't, um, I don't care. I don't care what your favorite lens is or what presets you use. I don't mm-hmm. care what your workflow is. I can get all of that on YouTube at 3 a.m. when I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. right? Um, when it's like, oh, crap, my work doesn't look like I want it to. Let me Google it. But what I don't have access to without conversations like this is understanding why it matters and uh, you know why, why I didn't go to law school, why I didn't pursue being a pilot, why I, whatever, whatever other dreams or goals or ideas, I, like why did I as a person decide at, at 15 years old that I was going to bite my lip and have so many people tell me that I was, I was, you know, going to disappoint myself and disappoint them by becoming an artist. Why, like, why was I so dedicated to that decision and having conversations with you about this type of stuff? It just affirms it. I hope it affirms it for other people as well. Wow. Yeah. Vote for our podcast on miles. <laughs> Done. Five stars. Smash my face. Hey, um, really though, so that we can end on a slightly less deep note, how can, how can people find you and how can they, uh, how can they engage with you? How can they learn from you? Like give us, give us all the ways through which people can, can interact and, and connect with you. Yeah. So website by Petronella.com, everything else, Petronella photography. So cool. And all those links will be in the show notes as well. Um, and, uh, and you guys, do me a favor if you don't mind. I know I mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast, but uh, but the third purpose of this podcast, right, is to bring together community, and uh, and it's a big deal for me to find avenues through which we can all we can all do that in a really healthy way. Uh, and so, guys, if you haven't already joined the Photographic Collective over on Facebook, it would mean the world to me to see you guys over there. It's the place where we release all of these podcasts first. It's the place where all of the guests and all of my friends. Um, where we build each other up and where we find community together. And so, um, yeah, find, find me over there. Yeah. And Petronella, oh, yeah. 
I can't wait to be, I need to be in New Jersey. I need to hug you soon. You're, you're just such a light. You're such a special, special person. So thank you for, I don't know, for being a friend and, uh, and frankly, more than that, thank you for being an inspiration uh, at this point for so many people who are trying to navigate their way through being an individual and being an artist. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks. Thank you for creating this platform. So yeah. All right, guys, I will, uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, undoubtedly with somebody else who's going to cry. Um, this is, this has been Dr. Phil's podcast and that's all I've got. <laughs>